Hello, 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 everybody. Welcome back to the Cool Stuff Jimmy Gets from Mexico podcast. I got a lot of feedback from my last episode, episode three, Life is a Highway. Uh, episode three, I discussed uh, some of the challenges. That's, that's just a handful of the challenges and the realities of traveling the Mexican highway. And the overall uh, basic question is... Uh, why, why are you doing this? Um, uh, granted, it is it is difficult. It is uh, there is a danger aspect. Um, I've, I've talked to, and I love the feedback. Thank you so much. Those who reached out sent me text messages. Um, I heard from my mother, uh, who uh, was worried. Um, a lot of these. Uh, these type of things I, I try to keep from her just so she doesn't worry because if you know my mom uh, in real life you uh you know exactly what i'm talking about so she's she said it was scary son and i'm gonna pray and so she, as she always does and and anybody i've talked to uh, uh and as i say i was like well and how's the overall tone again i'm really you know i'm really uh aware and cognizant of 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 I just don't want to, I never want to put, shine a negative light on Mexico, man, or the Mexican people. I mean, I just, uh, I love them, dude. They're, they've always been really good to me, except the ones that are trying to rob me or cheat me or, or steal from me, and, and that, that sucks, and that, that happens. But um, it's it's just a, 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 a home away from home. I love the place. I've been, like I said, I've been going back and forth for so long, and uh so that's always a concern how um how it's coming across my statements of fact. I never want to offend anybody or upset people by just uh reporting the news. I mean just sharing my lived experiences. And uh so my people reached out and were like uh dude, a guy at the recycle place where I've always taken my recyclable uh plumbing uh uh byproducts uh, and, and and scrap. He's uh he said you're effing crazy. <laughs> uh, I get that. Uh, I've heard that a little bit. Um, and other folks are just, dude, why? Why, bro? And the short answer is for money um, as a business. Um, and the longer answer is, is I don't know. I just have a, it's a, I just have a philanthropic, altruistic uh, streak that's kind of developed in me over the years, I guess. Um, I once heard it said by a smart man, uh, it, uh, the importance of travel, the importance of having your kids travel. He said, you know, having your kids travel, it's like putting them on your shoulders. They just get a, a broader, a broader view is basically how it translated in uh, as this this uh, Mexican man was telling me, and I and I that that resonated with me a lot, you know. And I like to travel. I don't pretty much know anybody who doesn't like to travel. Uh, everybody likes traveling, especially you know warm, nice vacationy places. Um, and those are the places that get most of the travel: the warm, nice vacationy places. And uh, my time in Mexico that. You know, started as a student in a non-tourist place for Neo Zacatecas. It's definitely not on anybody's uh, uh, bucket list. I can tell you that. I mean, it's a it's a mining town. 
there's uh it's it's a it's industrial town it's it's uh it was very small and charming you know 25 years ago uh it's it's grown uh uh exponentially um due to its mining um the mines they mine silver out of there uh fun fact the, the two largest silver mines in the world are in Fresnillo Zacatecas uh and you would think that they would be just rolling in the dough but i mean it's not a nationalized thing. It's foreign owned. I believe the Canadians own it. It's just it's uh, not not paying a lot. You know, they could pay more. But it, it, that's a whole different uh, geopolitical topic. But uh, anyways, it's changed a lot over the years. But during my time there, I mean, as an outsider looking in, you know, uh, if you know me, my my family, we are not from Mexico. You know, we are, uh, you know, how are you Mexican, as we say in the United States? Well, my, my, the history of my family is that of Texas. We came, we became Americans when Texas became part of the Union, as we say. The, we did not cross the border, the border crossed us. And that was a huge point of confusion as a student in Mexico, 1997. Uh, the internet was just getting started. Email was new, uh, if I can date myself. Um, and, uh, my, uh, classmates, my Mexican classmates were like, dude, where did, well, when they said they were, when they've heard they were getting an American student, they were not expecting me. Um, and then I show up basically looking just like them and they're like, who are you? You don't look like an American. I'm like, yeah, I I know. And I was like, yeah, well, you know, I'm Mexican. They're like, no, you're not. I'm like, well, I mean, no, I'm, I'm not. Mexican Mexican <laughs> they they didn't have a concept of that they're like dude either you're Mexican or you're not and you're an American I was like you know like, you are completely right you know anyways so uh during my time down there I digress during my time down there you know you you see so many just beautiful things I mean so much interesting or let's speak specifically about the artesanía the, the artwork that I bring and because it's not a tourist place, I would say this stuff, I'd see stuff from, as from a third person, from an outsider perspective. I'd see things as, as an American that I am down there for the things for the first time and say, this is so cool. I've never seen this before. This, this does, we don't have this back home. And 25 years ago, I mean, you know, what, Castaway, the movie on FedEx, Tom Hanks was talking about, you know, the opening credit, all this, just where this watch came, if you remember that. That watch that he mailed to himself. I mean, that was the whole point of that was, oh, look at the logistics. Look at what we're able to accomplish, you know, now. It, you know, this is before all that. So there was no way to get these items, bring them to market, to take them out. And all these artisans, literally starving artists, you know, just impoverished people talented, beautiful items with no way to bring them to market. And I always said, I'm like, oh my... And dude, down there, it's nothing new to them. It's kind of like, I'm from Dearborn, you know, east side till I die. Um, And I don't really go to Greenfield Village. I mean, I I know where the Henry Ford birthplace is. I, I don't really go to it. But people from Germany... Uh, engineers I've 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 met like Dearborn, yeah, for Ford, and they they know all about the the conferences, the SAE conference in Windsor. They know all these things because that's where their that's their area, 
And me being from there, I'm like, oh yeah, they know more about the Rouge plant than I do. The his- history of the Henry Ford Rouge plant. You know, and they, I get questions and I'm like, yeah, I don't really know much about that, you know, as I was younger. Of course, I made a point to learn these things as I've gotten older. And I like to dork out on that kind of stuff. But my broader point is that down there, all this artwork, all these cool things, it's nothing new to them. So they don't see any type of, you know, like, people want that? I'm like, yes, they would love it. And so now that I'm, I'm, you know, uniquely positioned to bring these things here, man, I'm, 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 I'm doing it. And I've had a lot of, uh, success so far. I mean, plus a lot of setbacks that eat up all the funds that the success, uh, you know, it's, it's a lot of, a lot of, a lot of investing at this point early on. But my point I'm making is that I'm aware of, of so many, I've seen so many cool things and a lot of our folks here only have access to certain things. And that's what's most, what's easiest to get here. And the reason that, um, uh, more stuff doesn't get here is due to the challenges that I mentioned in episode three, as far as, you know, the, the logistical challenges, the dangers, the cultural issues, you know, the cost of, 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 of freight, you know, I, I wouldn't t- I got these 12 cartons, 12 containers, and that is in which I bring my, uh, merchandise. That's what it crosses in. And there are disposable containers, Meaning, as they break apart, you can order, you know, new pieces, sidewalls, lids, and bases. So, anyways, I got these containers, and I got them in Mexico. To get them from Monterey to Zacatecas, they're at Monterey, a huge industrial hub. To get them to Zacatecas, where at my house where we were living at the time, they wanted 400 bucks. I'm like, $400? And because they know, what, you're going to drive over here, dude? You gonna you gonna brave the the highways to get over here to get it yourself? And I was like, uh, yeah, that's exactly what I'm gonna do. Are you crazy? Four hundred bucks? You know, it cost. You know what? It's a anyway. So I went and drove and got them. But my point is, the cost to get these items to market is 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 up there, man. So I see a lot of uh, a lot of textiles, a lot of fabrics. Um. Not and the stuff that is like uh, the the fragile breakable ceramic stuff, paper mache stuff, the really cool handmade. I mean, the stuff that takes a lot of artistry, and that are from you know more distant areas, southern areas. They're, they're so expensive here. I can't believe how how and that's because they need to cover the cost of freight. They need to cover you know uh, they need to uh, spread out the cost of all the broken items because man. Especially if you're getting it, you know, there's not a, there's not necessarily, let's say, a, a, a packaging culture down there, you know, especially among the artisans. I mean, yeah, you're, they're, they're talented artisans, but they're not necessarily the most talented packagers, you know, it's like, yeah, a piece of newspaper. Oh, that's fine. It's fine. No pasa nada. <laughs> I, meant, I saw a meme recently and it said something like, whenever a Mexican tells you no pasa nada, you could be dang sure something's gonna be pasando, you <laughs> know. And my wife sent it to me because she knows how much I hate hearing in Mexico when I'm doing business down there. No, it's fine, it's fine, no pasa nada. I'm like, don't tell me that because yeah, pasa something, something's gonna happen, and it's not gonna be good. And so, anyways, my point being is that the cost to get these items 
up. And why? Because the highway is dangerous. Because traveling all over, you know, requires uh, a certain set of skills, which, like I, I've said, I, I Forrest Gump my way into having. So why do I do it? For money. Uh, the benefit I have is to help these artisans bring their product to markets that they otherwise would not see. Because I personally uh, buy them, I personally package them in a manner that I can take them now 2,000, I think it's 2,700 miles. Uh, now that I've moved a little bit further south to Jalisco. Uh, and bring them all the way back here. You know, at a cheaper rate than it would be with freight. I'm not paying, you know, union prices. That's not diesel at five bucks a gallon. You know, it's it's six bucks, you know, in other markets. It's, it's, it's me, a guy with a van and a trailer. And through the support of all my Mexican friends who, man, they, Mexicans are, they're sincere, dude. They have a sincerity that is um, not really part of uh, uh, American culture. When out, for example, hey, how you doing? Good, how are you? Then we move on. We do not want to know how you are doing. And a simple, you know, is look, we we said we're not sincere. Hey, how how are you? How are things? We're we not expecting an answer. In Mexico, they do. Hey, how are you? It, let's 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 stop and talk a little bit. To whereas if you know the the default you know greeting in you know United States, you walk by someone, hi, how you doing? Hey, how's it going? It, not I. Uh, oh, let me tell you how it's going. Actually, I'm a little no no no. I wasn't interested to really know. I was just saying, hey, how it's going because that's how we do it in the United States, right? To whereas. In Mexico, if you don't have the time to actually discuss, to discuss, hey, how it is actually going, you don't say hi. You pass by. You say goodbye, meaning, hey, can't talk. You're passing on the street. Adios. Passing on the street. You see them over there. You're going that way. They're going this way. You just say adios. Hey, 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 goodbye. Not even hello. Goodbye. Meaning, hey, got, gotta go. Can't talk. So. With that sincerity, when they say, Jimmy, anything you need, you let me know. I hear you're doing this 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 import business. That's great. And they understand what I understand. It's great you're helping the artisans. It's great that you're so excited about Mexican culture, which I've always been. I, I've, I've enjoyed learning about it through, you know, and it's subcultures because it's not a monolith. I always tell folks, it's not a monolith. It's not just one thing. It's not just, you know, piñatas and hot salsa. And, and mariachis, there's so many different, especially when you get to the indigenous aspects, man. Just so much history, such, such, you know, the cuisine is different everywhere. Every region, similar to the United States, you know, the Philly cheesesteak, the Chicago uh, subs, the the uh, uh, Creole, uh, uh, Louisiana, Cajun, you know, Tex-Mex, you know, it, it, it's, it's different everywhere. You know, it's different different everywhere same thing applies in mexico i'd say even more because there's there's what i think 60 something different indigenous communities and dialects that all have their own customs language and, and and cuisine you know there's regional foods it's it's 
that's just the food aspect. And the same thing as with this uh, uh, this artwork that I bring. I'm just always really excited about it. And one thing I'll say is I'm aware, I, I'm well aware that my excitement is visible when I talk about it. It's visible in my, the tone of my voice, in my face. And at times that has worked against me. Because it, uh, I, I come across very interested. And some people, like they love that about me. They like that I'm interested. And they like that I'm, um, I want to learn. And, the, and especially, you know, Mexicans love, you know, talking about, you know, Mexico. Especially the people who are interested in knowing about it and excited to learn. But what happens, I've found, is that excitement, that, that, that interest, at times has been interpreted, interpreted as naivete on my part. And folks, at, you know, I've, there's been, I've been in, in situations where people try to take advantage of that and talk to me like I'm a dummy, like I ain't been doing this for 25 years, like I, I've been exposed to this, you know what I mean? To where I had to explain to someone, I'm like, listen to me, I, I, I didn't speak Spanish until now. How, do you know how long I had to be, you know how often I have to come here to, to, to be able to be communicating to you right now? I was like, and you're trying to tell me this particular aspect that's completely not true as I'm doing business. It gets heated, man. They try to, you know, sell me some broken stuff or some, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, that, that's, that's, that's fine. That's how it comes. I'm like, are you, are you kidding me? You know, and, and that's that's a, a, a crappy aspect. But like I said, I never, again, not to speak ill of Mexico's people, its customs, its tradition, none of that, you know. But that's, through my excitement, that's an aspect that I deal with, you know. So why do I do it? To, to learn more about these things, to share that with, with my group members, to uh, help assist individuals who otherwise would not have any exposure or access to our particular market. Um, and, you know, if I, can, if I can turn a profit doing it, hey, great. And, dude, my back be killing me from this plumbing. Plumbing is hard on the body. If you know me, I had a car wreck in 2003. And, you know, in 2013, I was A-OK. -okay. In 2023, I am dying. I'm just feeling it, man. I'm 43 years old now, and it's just starting. It happened, accident happened, going to be 20 years ago this year. And, like I said, it happened when I was 23. 33, I was tip-top. 43, it hurts. So, I really, you know, don't got any other, uh, you know, other options uh, that I, um, I'm willing to entertain. And as long as my, my wife is is on board um and you know and there's just the benefits the travel the uh the aspects that i can uh share with my children um so that's why i mean among other things but you know i i hope i didn't scare anybody off i hope i didn't upset anybody given the the the, the topic of episode three a lot of the dangers i don't want to dwell on those items uh, that by far is my most according to the analytics my most popular episode so far because I, yeah it's interesting stuff you know but I don't want to make this this show about, you know, or this podcast about, you know, the, the negative. Because there's so much positive. If it wasn't positive, I wouldn't be doing it. If it, As I always tell, I was just having a conversation with my mom as far as, you know, doing what's working for me. You know, I used to be, if you know me, uh, back in my 20s, I was <clears throat> in the bar business. I owned a couple bars. And, uh... uh one at a time. I own two separate. But anyways, the point is, you know, they're like, why don't you do that? You know how to do that? You know, I'm like, dude, if, if it was working out for me, it would. But it's just, it's, 
it's big headaches, too much drama. There's a lot of dude, the bar business for young single guys of which, as I always say, bar business for young single guys of which I am neither. You know, uh, I just don't have the energy or the desire or the aggression anymore to to deal with that. But so as I said, if it was working out for me, I'd do it. You know, if it was if it was positive um, uh, uh, experiences, I would do it. You know, and I'm not gonna. That's, that's why I'm out of the bar business. Mexico, if it was all negative, I wouldn't do it. All right, if it wasn't working out, I wouldn't do it. You know, right now the biggest thing is, you know, I just uh, we're getting the ball rolling on my uh, my motor swap. <clears throat> Apparently, all the uh, overheating issues that I was having pre super duper cooling system uh in in towing this stuff back and forth really pushing the limits on the vehicle uh i did uh substantial heat damage to the motor so while we took care of everything else the uh cooling systems for trans and oil and all that other stuff um the damage to the motor was already done you know so anyways once that's set i mean then we'll we'll, we'll do it again come april but uh, as long as it continues to be positive, as long as, you know, it, things... And my, my Mexican support system, they will tell me. Just like they told me, look, you got to move. You got to leave Fresno. It's not safe for you to be here. You know, they will say, Jimmy, what you're doing is not safe. You know, uh, it, it's not... It, you, you should not be doing it. Then I'll definitely take heed to, to you know, people who know. Who literally, you know, always uh, have every... Have their finger on the pulse, as I say, you know. But until now, it's like, yeah, as long as you, you follow the rules, you, you do what we say, you don't travel at night, you follow these 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 uh, routes, you don't go to this town, you stay out of this state, you don't do this, you know, don't do that. You know, as long as I continue to, as they say, you know, they these are the rules that they live by. You know, it's not, this. these aren't unique to me as an American, these aren't things that only I have to do. These are the things that we all do down here, Jimmy. So if you're going to be down here, you got to do what we do. And that's you don't travel at night. You stop. If you make it to this town, you stop for the night. Because if you continue to press on, you won't get to the next place until it's nighttime and it's dangerous. So you get there, you know, you stop there. And I'm like, okay. And thank God I'm, um, you know, old enough and, and, and mature enough to, to, to take heed to that. Because, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, hey, it'll be fine. It'll be fine. And I'll, I'll be honest, you know, I, I moved with a little bit of, uh, of that kind of uh, cockiness, American cockiness. I, I can do it. It's fine. Oh, until um, I'm, you know, dodging a robbery attempt. And I'm like, oh, they are. They were not lying. That is that. Uh, there is danger out here. I need to. I need to. I can't deviate from the rules at all. You know? So. As long as we get to do, I've always called this my mission now, a calling, you know, and Lord knows it's a godsend to the communities that we, um, that we, we patronize, that we, that we support. Uh, I sat with, uh, our Masawin, uh, artisan, the cross-stitching, um, cross-stitched, uh, fabrics, the hand-woven, and we got to, we got to sit down, we, we were able to talk for quite a while. And one thing she was saying, you know, we the 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 items we purchased that I purchased, this was prior, you know, I, I bought a bunch. And she said, this is this we can we can the whole the whole community can survive for off of this sale for a year. 
And as we got to talk, we talked about, you know, you put things together. She's mentioning, you know, the difficulty of jobs and the cost of living there and how much you need. And yeah, okay, based on what she said, how much you need and how much we spent, we've taken care of this woman for three years. We as a group bought three years worth of life for her. You know, how many people want to go to work tomorrow and your boss gives you three years salary? That's the type of windfall that we were able to do. My second trip around, I was so glad to see all these repairs being, uh, upgrades being done to her home. You know, doors, windows, you know, some uh, roof work. You know, I'm like, look at that. And that's because of our group and what we've done. So those type of things, you know, I did the next trip around. I took my daughters. They were a little younger. This was uh, what they was. It was I guess it was last year. It was a year ago. Yeah. So my daughters got to walk throughout the the, the black and blue cornfields of the northern hills of Mexico State and play with chickens and see the 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 the, the sheep that uh, they shear the wool to make our garments. I mean, it, it was mind blowing, and the fact that they got to do that. And walk around and, and you know meet my artisans and play under her table and just giggle and laugh. It was it was it was great. So why do I do it? You know, yeah, there's a business aspect, but really it's 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 fulfilling. It's good. Uh, it's it's enriching to my children. You know, um, the logistics are is challenging. It does present dangers, but uh, me like all Mexicans. You follow the rules, you know where to go, you know you know where not to go, you know, you'll be fine. And so the last thing I want to do, I don't want to scare anybody away from, you know, uh, uh, traveling in Mexico. But look, if you plan to, if you want to hashtag van life it up like so many people do, you know, understand what I'm saying. Hear, hear this, you know, don't do this, do that. You know, avoid this, you know, avoid that. So... I want to address that because I got, that was, seems to be the overall, you know, given the interest in episode three, the, the feedback was like, dude, you're crazy. Why are you doing this? And if I gave off an air that it's just, you know, too dangerous for anybody to try, that's not what I wanted to do. It's just like, these are the rules as I understand them and here's why. And if I can, uh, assist folks in, in, their movements throughout Mexico, if every year you're so inclined, or if it's just, you know, interesting to learn what I've learned, because it definitely has been interesting, has been an interesting journey up until now, you know, then that's great, you know, and and what I also understand is, you know, a lot of our our group members don't have the, the, the ability or, or, or opportunity to, uh, to get down there as much as they'd like to, you know, a lot of our folks that, that are purchasing, you know, a lot of uh, people uh, of Mexican descent, they're like, yeah, when, when I was younger, I just, you know, life happens. You're busy with kids and family and jobs and work and, you know, we just haven't had the time to go. And I've heard this. I've heard that. Is that how it is? Is that when, you know, so I can report the news, you know, um, definitely leaving, you know, not discussing certain topics, if you know what I mean, about the R, tell, K, activity A. Like, uh, you know, when I was a student, there was a... Uh, if some of you might have heard, uh, Los Tigres del Norte, which is a, a Norteña music band. Anyways, you know, you, you hear these song lyrics and you're like, what what are they even talking about? And one of them was, 
Uh, I'm the boss of boss, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you'll never see my name or my face in the uh, newspapers because the the uh, journalist is my friend, and if uh, and if not, he'll lose my friendship. And I was, and I remember those words because I was like, "What the hell is this guy talking about?" And later in life, I learned because you know it's the opposite here in the United States. You know, in the mid-90s, all the gangs had gang colors to identify themselves. They had colors they would wear. You know, so everybody knows who's who. Look at me because at first glance, you're going to know who I am, what I represent, because of the colors I'm wearing. And it's the opposite in Mexico. They do not, I mean, the guys who are, who are up to no good, they do not want people knowing who they are, what they do, you know. And... On that note, you'll see guys embracing those aspects here. Guys who are just regular 9 to 5 guys. Why? Because I know who you are. I've known you my whole life. But they're keeping this like uh, this down low, incognito. I'm not on social media. I uh, I don't uh, don't nobody know me. You know, this low profile type thing. And I'm like, dude, is that really necessary? But, but because... You know, it's it's the cool thing to do right now, whatever little air of mystery. I, I I get it, okay. But I'm not gonna do that. I don't wanna that's not the positions I'm gonna take because I don't want anybody to think that I'm, you know, somebody or, or part of something I'm not. I'm somebody I'm not, I'm involved in something I'm not. So that's not an aspect as cool as it might be or seem, because you know, everybody wants to be that guy. I'm not gonna I'm not, you're not going to hear, see me, you know, trying to act like I'm, you know, some low-key, shady character. You know, hell no, no, thank you. I mean, it's, yeah, right. I was like, nah. So, anyways, my, my point being is that uh, I'm not going to, you know, talk about things that just really, you know, shouldn't be talked about, you know, if if, if one uh, just, uh, I guess, wants to stay healthy, I guess. But other than that, I, I, I love talking about all aspects, you know, of Mexico. So there's a lot of transition. There's a lot of movement in the country right now. Um, there's a lot of growth. There's a lot of uh, um, response to that growth. There's a lot. There's a lot. A lot of moving parts. You know, it's a really complex society, just like everyone is, and and they're uh, they're they're working to figure it out. And in the meantime, you know, things gotta things gotta. Move, things got to happen. Products need to go to market. People got to survive. One thing I will say, uh, I saw a meme that said something like, uh, the, the shadier the neighborhood, the, the, the tastier the tacos, something like that. Along the same vein, the more dangerous the region, the more beautiful the artesanía. For example, the state of Guerrero. Man, they're having troubles. They're having problems in that state, man. And it's a state that's not recommended to me by anybody that I go there. Not even a little bit. You don't, you don't go in there, you don't, you don't set foot in that state. But that's where they have a lot of beautifully painted uh, ceramics and pottery. So I'm currently working out ways in which we can kind of get those items out of the state and brought to, you know, me, delivered to a, a third third point to, to pick up. Uh because again, there are things we haven't seen here. Because these 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 poor artisans—I mean—they're caught in the middle of this huge, you know, uh, 
like like I said, drug war and the the centers, the the, the tourist places, the national tourist places, the places geared more for national tourists. They they they're suffering greatly because due to as they call it, the situation nacional, the national situation, the what's going on, uh, people don't come, they don't go. So you'll see these shuttered little marketplaces along the highway, places that used to be filled with all kinds of artisanal work of that of that state of that region. They're they're closed now because the tourists don't come, and there's there's yeah. So these folks that have lived off these items are are literally, you know, they're they're just starving and 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 moving on to do other things, and those traditions aren't being carried, you know, through to the next generation. Because they currently can't, there's no, they can't bring these items to market. So, um, I'm working on those things, ways to get these items out there. And as long as it continues to be an overall positive, you know, experience, I'll continue to do it. Um, so please don't worry about me. Sorry if I, uh, especially to my, uh, my mother, uh, and, 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 uh, uh, aunts and family who are listening. It's like, uh, you know, I'm fine. Um, I'll continue to, to, uh, to, to be careful and just continue to work with artisans to bring their, uh, their products to, to a market that otherwise they would be, it would be inaccessible to them. So again, I think, I believe myself, I see myself to be uniquely situated to do it. Um, you know, I got the, definitely got the face for it. I got the face for national, you know, national travel. You know, once I open my mouth, they, they can tell. They once I start walking out of the car, they can tell. And I always ask them, "How can you tell by the way I walk?" They're like, eh, "It's just it's it's your your shoulders, it's the way you hold your your hold your chest." Kind of, I'm like, "Really, you know?" But uh, hitting the checkpoints, they they never think I'm an, I'm an American. They're they're like, "What's with these plates? Where are these plates from? Who's you got the what what what's the story on this car down here?" And then they're, "Oh shit, you're an American? Yeah, oh yeah." Or, from the United States, you're born there. And I'm like, yes. They're like, oh. And we get to talking, like, oh, yeah, you are. I'm like, yeah, you know, it's raining dogs and cats. And they're like, you know, subtle things like that give me away. I always say, when it comes to my accent in Spanish, which they know, you know, uh, I always I always like to think that I sound smoky and mysterious, like Antonio Banderas. When he talks, you know it's Antonio Banderas. Uh, I don't think so. I think I sound kind of ridiculous at times. And I think that's probably why uh, a lot of times people try to, you know, cheat me and insult my intelligence because they think I'm stupid. I don't know. I, we'll see. But as, like I said, as long as uh, I can continue to operate and, and bring these items to market in a in a in a in, in a manner that has, you know, mostly positive outcomes for for me, the artisans, the people I work with, and our group, I'll continue to do it. So, all right. Uh, with that, we'll call it. I, it's just something I wanted to address. Um, and uh, I love the feedback. By all means, reach out. You know, call me if you got my number. Text me, inbox me. You know, however you want to do it. Um, continue to like, continue to share, and uh, I'll see you guys next week. Thanks.